This is Jeff. This is Brett. And we're just talking about Star Wars all, all the, time the time on the Skywalk. What's up, Moof Milkers? Welcome back to the Skywalk. Jeff, we have such an exciting episode today. There's so much to talk about. Completely stroke-worthy stuff, Jeff. Um, in this episode, sure, Jeff, it is the end of the year. We could take a look back at the year in Star Wars, but we'd prefer to... Let the past die. Kill it, if you have to. So instead, we look to the future, Jeffrey. We'll talk about very exciting Mandalorian news. That's right, friends. Thank you, John Favreau. And then we will discuss everything we currently know about Star Wars Episode Nine And things we may guarantee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can guarantee that there will be guarantees in this episode. Absolutely. Before we do, Jeffrey. Yes. Let's talk social meteors. This oh, is, yeah. This is where the good move milkers can find us on social media. Let's direct the path, Brett iTunes, search for The Skywalk, Sky as in Sky, Walk as in The Thing You Cook in, W-O-K, and leave us a review. Spotify, same deal, search for The Skywalk. Disgracebook, facebook.com slash The Skywalk. And um, yeah, again, avoid Facebook because Facebook is horrible. Uh, just subscribe on iTunes. It's the easiest way to get every episode of this podcast. Oh, snap. Although, Jeffrey, I do want to say... Our performance on Disgracebook has been anything but. Yes, anything but disgraceful. We have surpassed 150 likes. Wow. Of our Facebook page. That's a milestone for us people. Brett, anything more than two (laughs) is good to me. (laughs) Jeff, I'm very happy about, uh, I was kind of waiting to see who would be the 150th like. It was Rui on Facebook. Rui's a hilarious dude from Canada. We're going to get into one of his comments. Oh, Canada. I say this like I know Rui. I do not. Only through Facebook. Thank you, Rui. Could there be bodies in his basement? Yes. Have no idea. But he seems like a nice dude. And he likes the Skywalk. So thank you, Rui, for being number 150. Over on Twitter, at the Skywalk. Mm -hmm. And Jeffrey, do you want to tell us about Potomatic? Skywalk listeners, you know what I'm talking about. It's called StarWarsOverCoffee.Potomatic.com. Jeffrey, as I mentioned, we have two main topics today, The Mandalorian in Episode 9, and that brings me to our Facebook poll that we put up over the last week. Jeff, this was really interesting. Uh, We had 328 people vote. Wow, that's a lot, Brett. And the question was, are you more excited for The Mandalorian, the Mm. live-action series from Jon Favreau coming to Disney Plus next year? Interesting. Or... Star Wars Episode Nine coming from J.J. Abrams approximately a year from now. And 64% of our voters oh, said... Let's get the math right. Star Wars Episode Nine, Of course. The feature film. Yeah. Um, but Jeff, you know, 36% in favor of The Mandalorian is not bad. Uh, I, I like... The Mandalorian put up a good fight. And you I like so? I like the idea of The Mandalorian as an underdog. Like, isn't that where you want this show to be? Is it really an underdog, though? Yeah. If it's past 30%. I don't know. I mean, yeah. See, I mean, like, yeah. I, you know, I would, like, you're doing a poll. Obviously, one has a leg up on the other because mm-hmm. you're comparing two different platforms. Right. True. And you're also comparing two different experiences. Yep. How many people actually watch TV with popcorn? True. Right? True. How many people actually have a Slurpee yeah. with the episode, the next episode of Clone Wars? True. And how many people take bathroom breaks? (laughs) Well, you know I do. We discuss this, even during TV shows. Really? Yeah, yeah. You can't hold it for one TV show break? Let's go on. Oh, but the bigger issue here, Jeff, I think, (laughs) is that episode nine, you're talking uh, 40 years Mm. of backstory for all of us, right? Whereas the Mandalorian, I mean, all Star Wars fans are interested. Right. But you don't have that sort of thing. Coming in on 40 years of buildup, right? On the other hand, yeah, Boba Fett has been in a Sarlacc pit for, I don't know, a thousand years. He's been there for 25 real years, 35 real years. Yeah. Yeah. He's right? been in there for a while. He's bro. been in there since 1983. Jeff. I'm just saying, like, what is in there? He's vintage now. <laughs> um, All right. So what was your what was your take on the pulpit? Um, no, I thought it was great. I thought the fact that I think that's a a good sign for the Mandalorian more mm. than anything else because okay. I think it's if you can have a TV show that even is in the conversation with uh. the culmination of the Skywalker saga feature film that will make $2 billion you're doing pretty good 
And I would be really curious to know. Wait, is that well, a guarantee? Uh, guarantee that episode nine will make two billion? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And I like what you did there. Yeah. I'm glad <laughs> we're on the same page here. I like that. I wasn't even going to put the stamp on it, Jeff. Nice. But you got me to. Oh, yeah. Um, two billion, baby. And I wonder, Jeff, okay. I wonder if the Mandalorian would have ranked even higher had Jon Favreau's Instagram pick gone out before the poll started. But we'll get to that, Jeff. Let's put a pin in that because I want to talk about a couple of these Facebook comments. Jeff, you had – so the one I think is interesting. Yes. Uh, I I agree with you, Jeff. I am more excited for episode nine than I am the Mandalorian. Okay. But I am – But what's your percentage? Um – it would be about this. I think I would take I, – I will defer to the Facebook people, and I will go with a 36 to 64. Is that the math, Jeff? Yes, it okay. is. Okay. Um, Very good. Thank you. <laughs> it's the best I've done. Um, Simply the best. But I am pleasantly surprised by how much of a blip on my radar The Mandalorian has been and how my excitement is growing every time they announce anything about it. Like, it's all been good so far. There hasn't been anything. You told me something that we may put on the end of this episode just now. Ah, yes, I did. Uh, about a development in the canon that could influence episode nine. And to me, it's, if anything, a setback. It's a, it's a concern. There's nothing I've heard about The Mandalorian that I had concerning. concerns about whatsoever. It's all oh, really? been, it's all been good. Oh wait, 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 hold up. Do you have something? Do you oh think yes. What? Okay, what? It's 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 coming up. So oh okay. We'll, all right, we'll all, right all right. We'll get to it. Call me out when we get to it, Jeffrey. Right. Uh, I like what Jaron said on uh, Facebook. Jaron said, "As much as I'm looking forward to episode nine, I can't wait for the Mandalorian." And that's a five six exclamation marks, Jeff. Yes, it is. Considering it's the first Star Wars live action TV series, I'm looking forward to seeing what's in store for us. And then a big smiley face emoji. So I like that, Jeff. That's what I'm saying. Uh, The fact that people are as excited for The Mandalorian as they are is really cool. Uh, This this could just be, you know, people weren't like this for Star Wars Resistance, the animated series, even before it came out. Never mind Mm. after nine episodes of not much really happening. Ah, We won't get into that. Good point there. Uh, Jeff, what did you think? I agree with one of our commenters. Yep. Name is Alex. Yep. And uh, this person said, this shouldn't even be close. Episode nine, the finale mofo. <laughs> but in how many exclamation marks? I think it's six, Brett. Oh, man. With a smiley face emoji with the teeth showing. You're right. So all I'm saying is it's not I, – I am excited for The Mandalorian. Yep. But, dude, <laughs> this is episode nine. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. this is your chance to bring it all home. I know it's J.J. Abrams. I know I'm concerned, yep. but it's still episode nine. Yes. Like, this is what we've been waiting for. Like, I I am ready to wrap this up and move on. Like, here's here's the thing. I'm so excited for Star Wars to be done. Really? So that we can move on to the bigger and better things. Like the Mandalorian. <laughs> like the Mandalorian. So I, it's, it's, yeah. I, I, I want the creativity for Lucasfilm and for Disney to have yeah. to finally be an open season gate. I like that, Jeff. And so this, it's like, let's wrap it up yep. because now I don't have to care about what the canon was. Right. As, as soon as episode nine comes out, I feel like it'll be done yeah. and we'll have new stories that we can latch onto in the Star Wars universe and have no backlash as to what's going on in, f- from beforehand. Yeah, yeah. I like that, Jeff. I, th- I think I like the idea that this is that is what is most exciting to me about the non-feature film mm-hmm. part of this Disney-led Lucasfilm Star Wars world, which is that you can try more and more new things. And, like, I was thinking about this as an example, Spider-Man. The fact that there's been so many different takes – yeah. And they're, and they're they all exciting. To, and they're all getting better. Yeah. Like Into the Spider-Verse doesn't happen if uh, 20 years ago because it was kind of too precious. Like, you know, the, now. The, Don't the, mess it up. You could think that there's uh, like there would be Spider-Man fatigue. But instead, each one has been good. So people are like, ah, oh, let's try this take. Let's on check it. it out. And of course, it's different because it's comics. And all of those different versions of Spider-Man exist in the comics that you can draw from. Mm. But just this idea of, yeah, continuing to try new stuff. So sure, some of it's going to be not good. 
but some of it's going to be amazing and like nothing we've ever seen before. And that's why, Brett, I think that it's also about timing. Yeah. That it, it, it makes sense that we're getting this new take now. Why? Because they've already done the multiple stories with Spider-Man. They've done the callbacks yep. to right. the, you know, the old version of Spider-Man, the old cartoon. And everyone knows the backstory and they know how it started. Right. But now we're yep. ready right. for a new take. As demonstrated by the fact that they hilariously skip through the origin story in Enter the, Spi- I Enter love the Spider-Verse. It. Right? I love it. So they're like, it's been, it's been done so many times that they're just like, yeah, yeah, you know about that. Let's move on. Yeah. And they go to really exciting new places. And they even... The, the movie actually makes fun of the fact that you know the origin oh, story. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I love totally, that. totally. I was like, oh, yeah. You know, this is the one and only Spider-Man. Right. Nope. Actually, it's Spider-Girl. Oh, no. It's actually, you know. Yep. Spider-Ham. Yeah. Spider-Ham. Like, wow. And, and, and you're right, Jeff. And that's the thing. And you – so that's sort of self-referential humor. Yeah. People got mad about that in The Last Jedi because you're right. You can't do it in the saga. That's the point. Right. But you Don't can have a lot more Don't do it in the saga. Fun. Right. Do it outside. Catch me outside. Right. How about that? So, Jeffrey, I'm just happy that The Mandalorian made a showing. Right? Finally. This is like when the Cleveland Browns almost win a game and people are like, at least Whoa. they didn't embarrass themselves. How many times did I root for Bernie Kosar? Jeff, is, this, is The Mandalorian the Cleveland Browns? Like, they could go 9-7, and seven, right? Or can they? I don't. I don't want to compare it to the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, because they suck. Like, They're, dude, they don't now, they, Jeff. I know. I know, but Jeff, d- dude, nope. I'm Jeff. telling you, no, don't Jeff. go there. Don't go there. Are you going to tell me that there's no chance the Cleveland Browns go into Baltimore and win this Sunday? No chance. No chance. No oh, chance, Jeff. bro. That's ugly. Look, that I, is ugly. I don't know if any I can't of our believe listeners, you, Jeff. I can't believe you. Here's the thing. I don't know if any of our listeners actually gamble. <laughs> and I don't endorse it. We do at not all. encourage it. But I'm telling you right now. Yep. Cleveland has no chance. Oh man. Oh Jeff. It's not gonna happen. Oh bro. Jeff. It's I, not gonna happen. I can't wait. Uh, Jeffrey. All right. The Mandalorian put up a good showing. Okay. And I wonder if it would have made an even better showing in this poll mm. if people had voted uh, on this poll after seeing what John Favreau new posted on Instagram yesterday. Spoilers. Big spoilers, Jeff. John wow, Favreau look at that picture. posted an amazing photo of IG-88 on set of The Mandalorian. Wow. So this would seem to confirm an earlier report by Jason Ward over at MakingStarWars.net, who we've shouted out on uh, who we've shouted out on this podcast multiple times now. And in my opinion, Jeffrey, this is awesome. Nice. People are very excited about this. Uh, our friend Charlie over on Facebook seemed to concur, saying, "What?" <laughs> he, Charlie was excited. Charlie lit us up with uh, about seven or eight exclamation points and a few question marks thrown in for good measure. Charlie, my thoughts exactly, um, and even better, Jeff. According to Jason Ward. This is what he actually broke before this picture came out. This is really? how you know this dude's legit, man. Uh-oh. He knows it. I told you. Okay. He like lives in there somewhere. He's like, remember there was that girl that like hid out at a Walmart and she was living there for yeah. like months yeah. and nobody knew. I think that's what he does on set of The Mandalorian. <laughs> hey, whatever, whatever floats your boat. He's man. just like laying under a Jawa cloak on the floor somewhere and people just <laughs> think it's a pile of clothes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he said. I wonder how long you could get away with just being on set. I think we need to find out, Jeff. New, new life, new life, Cole Jeff. Uh-oh. Um, according to Ward, IG-88 has recently been seen on set. Again, Jeff, this is before the picture went up confirming this. Mm-hmm. Filming his close-ups and being the star that he is on the set of The Mandalorian. The old-time bounty hunter isn't just standing around either. We've had credible reports about blasters being fired, and he's riding speeder bikes and attacking enemies. Enemies. What? Okay. Got that right, Charlie. Lines have been drawn. It's the only thing we can say about that, Jeff. That I think that sounds awesome. Yeah. This is the magic of what you can do now, like you said, now that you're expanding the portfolio of Let's get it. Yeah. Now you can have people who are like a background character that did not move an inch, right? This dude, Jeff, I mean, he was like a pole. Did he even turn? I don't think so. Uh maybe. His head might have turned. We'll have to go back and check yeah, it out. Yeah, I have to look at that. Just another reason another to watch. Another reason why to watch the trilogy. <laughs> this is this is what I'm saying. Okay, Brett, yeah, people. this is why I started this podcast yeah, yeah. with you. Yep. Because I wanted to generate the excitement yep. to go back and watch the original trilogy again. Agreed. 
Uh, or Moof Milkers, let us know. Do you already know whether or not IG-88 <laughs> turns his head and Empire Strikes Back? Tell us what you think. Star Wars trivia. <laughs> All right, now, Jeffrey. Okay. Uh, next news item. Okay, moving on. This one also from MakingStarWars.net. We knew Nick Nolte would be appearing somehow, maybe just his voice, in Star Wars The Mandalorian. But now we have this by way of MakingStarWars.net that Nick Nolte is playing an Ugnaught. Jeff, you know what an Ugnaught is, right? And my first reaction was... Do we need to give a visual description of what an Ugnaught is for the people listening who may not know? Yes, we should. The Ugnaughts are the little pig-like creatures on Cloud City. Who wear blue coats. They're short. They have receding hairlines, but like long hair on the sides, you Mm -hmm. know, party in the back, however that goes. Um, So here's what they say, though, Jeff. Okay, so you might think, well, how is Nick Nolte? The dude looks like he's a pretty big dude. How is he playing an Ugnaught? Here is what... (laughs) Jason Ward reports. Not drinking eggnog. I mean, <laughs> drinking eggnog. Jeff, have you been drinking eggnog? Ooh. Here we go. Nolte's character. I've been drinking. <laughs> Nolte's character will not be digital. This is, by, again, by way of makingstarwars.net. Mm-hmm. It doesn't appear Nolte is performing the role on set either. So, Jeff, what the heck is he doing? Funny you should ask. <laughs> Instead, a new practical animatronic mask has been developed that works on voice command. Jeff, at this point, <laughs> I was still confused. Yeah, I'm like, what? Uh, it says, so the mask, which is being worn by a small woman, matches Nolte's <laughs> infliction. <laughs> he wrote infliction, Jeff. That was not me. No. He meant inflection. Okay. Matches Nolte's inflection perfectly, although infliction is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, affliction? So she's an alcoholic. Uh, the mask's <laughs> mouth movement is said to be phenomenal. Uh, MakingStarWars.net sources have also said that the mask was developed by Stan Winston's shop of experts, Stan Winston being a legend in Hollywood, you know. So apparently, Jeff, like, I don't know. It's like silly putty that remembers what your face does. And then. So here's the thing, Brett. I've actually seen this technology before. Really? Yes. It was invented at MIT. In the Media Lab, Jeff, I imagine? Absolutely. Ah, No way. So I'm making a shout out here. Um, but I've seen this technology um, where something is moving in one space and that corresponding movement is made through the Internet to another space. Oh, Jeff, is this that thing with like the little needly things and you push your hand in and it makes an impression and it comes out on the other side of the Internet? Exactly. Oh, OK. Yeah. Do you like that? Nobody's ever said the other side of the Internet the before. The other side. Something else that was just invented right here, Jeff, on the skywalk. <laughs> the walk hey is now. sizzling, Jeff. I know. So, oh, so here's the thing. Man. This yeah. technology does exist. So yeah. I I did understand it, but I just didn't understand why they decided to do it that way. Yeah, I don't. And so when I further read the article, yeah. I realized that apparently Nick Nolte didn't have the time to be on set. Really, Nolte. And instead, what they did is they mailed him the mask. Yeah. And he puts it on. Yeah. And when he puts it on, the mask moves at the same time as the as the mask that's being worn by the actor. What? Yes. Is that how it was working? Yeah. Like so in real time, though. No, in real time. So, like, so you're saying he was he was giving his performance yep. at the same time that John Favreau was on set with the little woman with the clapboard saying action. Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So it's virtual acting. I thought it was almost like pre-recording into the mask, and then the mask was performing. You know, like you click play on the mask and it happens. That could be that could be it as well. Okay. But both the point is both can be done. That is unreal. So you could be doing the take with live actors. Right. And then you bring in the animatronic. Yep. And the animatronic is reacting at the same time as the live actors. However, a person is wearing a mask in another in another place. Yeah. That's far much, you know, that's at a distance further away because they're just connected to the Internet. Right. Jeff, more importantly. Okay. What the on, question is, where was he doing this? What thing? on earth is Nick Nolte doing? Exactly. That he can't show up for a freaking Star Wars show? Dude, like, apparently he did the takes from his linen closet. Is he in like a Hawaiian shirt shop on Myrtle Beach? I don't know. That is crazy. But something tells me that medicinal was involved. Right. I hope he's playing a drunk Ugnaught. Um So, yeah, I kind of <laughs> wondered about the practicality of this. Like, why would you even do it? But if... As the report says, you know, these facial movements are incredible and, and incredibly lifelike. I don't care. Great. Just do it. Yeah. I don't care why. And that and that is better than CG. Maybe they're just like, you know what? 
people people are getting sick of CG. And if we can do they this a better are. way, a practical effect, and man. So, so like, it, I wonder if, like, I feel like this is the sort of thing they should be doing then, and maybe they will. Like, they didn't even do this in Infinity War, right? That's With my Josh point. Brolin. They could have. Right. They could have, maybe. But uh, maybe, you know, John John Favreau, cutting edge, baby. Hey. Hot off the presses. He got that tech. Um, well, that sounds exciting. So, Jeff. very interesting news. Yep. Again, another reason why The Mandalorian will be exciting and something to look forward to. Yeah. Because even Nick Nolte can be in Star Wars. You see, Jeff, and this is the sort of event and spectacle that anything Star Wars should be. You know, one of my com- one of my few complaints, okay. one of my few major gripes about the current films is not that— Not to be too critical. They're, they're not beyond anything we've seen before. We've seen other movies. Avatar came out, what, eight years ago or something? Yeah. And, and that pushed the envelope. And in some ways, the effects are better than what we're seeing in these Star Wars movies. Yeah. In, in certain parts, right? Um, so, so that was the, I guess that's the other reason Star Wars was so, thought, you know, f- um, so forward yeah. in the movie techniques that it was putting, you know, right. putting together. It always used to be, right? I mean, w- w- when the original came out, obviously, everything about it was groundbreaking and but breathtaking. But was anything, was anything groundbreaking about the prequels? No. No, I mean it, it was in the in the. I don't know that Yoda fight was pretty cool. It was cool. I think I think it was just it was kind of like a quantity thing though, Jeff. Okay. It's kind of like when you get a new gaming console, right? Yeah. Uh, every PlayStation and every Xbox is just a higher number in okay. terms of horsepower, yep. Yep. right? Mm-hmm. What what those were was something like the Nintendo Switch or the Nintendo Wii, where it's like, oh, we've never played games before like, like this. this. Right. And that's what the movies used to be. Yeah. And they no longer have been, um, which, again, that's a really hard bar to be setting every two years. But guess or what? You years. should be. You should be. You should be trying. And John Favreau, <laughs> shout out to you, man. Thank you, man. Pour Thank one out you. for Favs. You, 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 and you know what? It's, it's funny you say that, Brett, because yeah. I just watched a trilogy this weekend. Uh-huh. That brought up the same exact feeling. You know what that was? What the Matrix? Uh, because yeah. again, they they did this whole idea of the three sixty camera right. effect, right? Where you know they showed all these new effects, new effects, special effects in the movie. That I was like, oh man, I've never seen this in a movie before, right? And so not only was the story great, right, but the effects were unreal, right. That's what Star Wars should be doing. Exactly. Right. It's a multifaceted new experience in every way. So, like, yeah, like you said, this is a story that's never been told before. The Matrix was, like, mind-blowing just from the story. If you read it on a piece of paper, you'd be blown away. But then we're like, you know what? That's not enough. Let's also shoot it in a way that no one's that ever been no seen no one before. has ever done. And imagine things that we don't know how to film yet and then figure out how to do it and to guess match. what, people? It's okay to wait. Yeah, man. I don't mind waiting for that. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Jeff, if they told us tomorrow, hey, uh, episode nine has been delayed six months or a year because there's some stuff we want to do in this movie that we don't even know how to do yet, and we're developing the technology to pull it off, heck yes, every (laughs) single person in the galaxy... A million voices cry out. <laughs> oh, stop it. In favor of the delay. Right, Jeff? I love it. I love it. I love and it. And you can do it because we got the Mandalorian next year, right? Like there's other stuff to keep us busy. Not busy. You know what I mean? Excited about Star Wars. <laughs> Jeff, one other thing. I did hear some speculation All right. of whether or not Sabine would be in the Mandalorian. Interesting. And I don't even remember where I heard it, Jeff. I'm just mentioning it because I heard it and I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. And I kind of hope, yeah, maybe that would be cool. Like it's... It makes sense, right? Well, you know, Ahsoka's no Jedi. Right. So she could be in it, too. She could be in it, too. You never know. Um, lastly, in Mandalorian news, Jeff, hmm. uh, Ludwig Goranson, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, <laughs> will be Pretty composing good. the score for The Mandalorian. Jeff, the fact that you have a composer who is noteworthy enough to be announced for this TV show is exciting to me. Then seeing what he's done, Jeff. That, see, that's what got me. Do you me. want to tell that's us, That's what Jeffrey? got me you going want to tell because us what I'm did? looking at this and I'm like, okay, I don't, I've never heard this, you know, Ludwig <laughs> Gronson. <laughs> Jeff, Ludwig is not your playlist? I don't think so. No. no. Okay. However, <clears throat> once I realized what he's done before, oh, yeah. he is in the playlist, bro. Oh, yeah, he is. he did Black Panther, Welcome to Wakanda. <laughs> he also did Creed. 
<laughs> Simply the best. Jeff. And he also did Venom. Jeff, Black Panther, Welcome to Wakanda is the Disney ride. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Wakanda forever. And it's in Epcot. Yes, it oh, is. Oh, no. What a terrible possibility, Jeff. <laughs> Never mind. Let's just hope, <laughs> just to Let's stop, just just hope stop. they don't add another country to Epcot. That's all you I'm saying. <laughs> wow, it's that bad. They would do it, Jeff. They would do it. I mean, look, Frozen is in Norway now, right? Yeah. Plus, half of half of white Americans don't know that Wakanda's not a real country. So mm, I'm just good saying, point. man. You know, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even limit that to white. No, right? I know. I know I, it goes I, beyond I think that. most people don't I, know that Wakanda. I can not only real. speak for you know I think anyone not from Africa. Yeah. Probably thinks Wakanda's real. You've seen when they do this, right? Like, I think it's Jimmy Kimmel. They interview yeah. people on the street and they make stuff up. Or, hey, uh, did the you Tonight know, Show. do you know how much a ticket costs to Wakanda? Yeah, they're like, oh, what do you I think about know. Wakanda? Uh, have you ever $3, been there? $3,000? Oh, and dude, people like, lie. Dude, come on. And people lie. They're oh, just yeah. like, hey, what do you, have you been to Wakanda? Like, oh, yeah, I yeah, went there once sure, when I was 12. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jeff. Let's right. get on okay. to our, I mean, I feel like the, this the is, Mandalorian. This is all the buildup. See, the thing is, we've only been building up, though, Brad. I know. All the way up, Jeff? All the way up. All the way up. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. All the way up. All the way up. All the way up. I'm all the way up. The Mandalorian got us going. Yep. But now, we're in trilogy talk. Jeff, Jeff, but here's the thing, though. Okay, all right. You're going to roll it back. This is why, how much earlier should the Mandalorian come out than episode nine? Like, I feel like it should be at least three months. How long should the fruit roll-up be? Because, Jeff, like, what is that? What would that be like to get the Mandalorian and then go watch episode nine like three weeks later? Oh, that's not going to happen. Please don't do that. No. Okay, okay. So, featured, featured topic. We've got a featured topic. Wow. Star Wars episode nine. Well, Jeff, this was determined by the poll. Okay. If the people voted for the Mandalorian over episode Ooh. nine, then that would be the featured topic. Because, listeners, we listen to you. Yeah. We do things based on your comments. We care about your opinion. So, Jeff, okay. let's get into everything that we know. But not in a boring way. All right. We're not going to just read you the IMDb listing of director and cast. We're going to go through some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But only the stuff that intrigues us, Jeff. So first of all, let's start off with uh, the timeline. Did you hear this news, Jeff? Yes, I did. So uh, John Boyega, who plays Finn, has revealed that apparently this movie takes place roughly a year after the events of The Last Jedi. So- in clear J.J. fashion, yeah, this is really no different oh, from no. Empire Strikes Back to whenever, Return of the Jedi. Whenever you say that, Jeff, it can't be good. This dude knows how to copycat, man. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. In this case, Jeff, I think it's warranted. It's warranted, but yeah. I don't think still, he had a choice. he's copying. Right. Because, I mean, if you pick up literally right where it left off, it's like, oh, six people are fighting the First Order now. Like, you can't do that, <laughs> right? Plus, it gave John Boyega an opportunity to grow his hair out, as we learned from- And change the story. Yeah. Oh, probably. Um, so we know that. All right, good. So th- good. I put that in the wind check, column. Check mark. Check mark for that one. Okay. Director J.J. Abrams, right? Jeff, you mentioned earlier that it makes you a little uneasy that J.J. is at the helm. Um, here's what I was thinking about this. All right. J.J. does – what J.J. does well is sort of the opposite of what Ryan Johnson does well, in mm. my opinion. Uh, the Force Awakens was a super fun ride – very front-loaded with action and humor and yes, fun. Yes, But kind of not a lot of payoff by it the It didn't end. get very serious. Right. To me, The Last Jedi – now, you know I love The Last Jedi. I know you don't love The Last Jedi. Um, there, are some, there are some parts of the movie that I still find a little hard to get through that mm-hmm. drag a little bit. But it definitely builds as it goes. And I was realizing, Jeff, every other Star Wars movie – I can put on to fall asleep mm-hmm. because you've seen them so many times. You just want it on. It's just like being home, right? Yep. The Last Jedi, I don't like to do that mainly because I feel it gets better as it goes along, even though it does have those bits that drag. But everything that happens in the beginning of the movie is building to something that happens in the end of the movie. So mm-hmm. it's more, it has more value to me as a complete experience watched from beginning to end Whereas I have more fun watching the other movies in in segments, if that makes any sense. So anyway. Interesting. So here's the good thing about J.J. coming back, though, for me, anyways, is that a lot of times in a trilogy, 
when it's all done by the same person, you lose steam by the end of the third chapter. That's true. Right? Pretty much true. any classic trilogy. You mentioned The Matrix. It's happened with everything, Jeff. Even the, the original trilogy of Star Wars, people felt like Return of the Jedi, kind of the whole middle of the movie is a bit of a drag. Mm-hmm. It started to drag, even though they stuck the landing amazingly well. The ending is great. That's true. But that's, that's typically what happens. Now, for J.J., that can't be the case because this is only his second Star Wars movie. Okay. So in a way, this is like his middle chapter. Yep. You know? And Ryan Johnson really did, whether people agree with it or not, he kind of closed things off mm-hmm. to where it's like J.J.'s coming in with a fresh slate too. So he, he doesn't only – I think he's in a good position to where he doesn't have to close off threads that Ryan Johnson started. You know, he doesn't – Ryan Johnson didn't introduce new things that J.J. has to try to explain – all he has to show us is we know where all these people stand now. What are they going to do and how is it going to play out? Okay. But there are no mysteries presented in The Last Jedi that he has to give a satisfying conclusion for. Yeah, you know? I see where you're going you know with saying, this. Jeffrey? Okay. Anyway, let's get on to the cast. Right. <clears throat> uh, we know that some of the new cast members are Carrie Russell, mm-hmm. Naomi Ackie, Richard E. Grant, who uh, is apparently an actor that people thought could have been playing Thrawn, but he confirmed that he's not playing Thrawn. Okay. Uh, I don't know, Jeff. Do you think they'll even throw Thrawn in this movie? Um, no, because I just don't see why you feel the need to bring that in. Yeah, I agree. Dominic Monaghan and Matt Smith, who played Doctor Who and then also Prince Philip in the Netflix series The Crown, and he was amazing. I have no idea who these people are. Jeff, could he be Grand Admiral Thrawn? If J.J. does go there... Matt Smith actually that's has big, the facial structure. Yeah, but that's a big if, man. I know, I know. Let's hope not. Okay? I just, I don't, I don't see, I don't see them. I don't see JJ trying to bring in the EU. Yeah, they've never, they've never done it before. Yeah, yeah. I, again, he didn't do it, right? I mean, for, in Force Awakens, he didn't bring in anything. Again, Jeff, you noticed that. I wouldn't do it, but would JJ? I don't know. I don't know. I don't trust him. Hmm. Jeff, all right. Cast list. Returning category. Okay. You've got Ray, you've got Kylo, you got Finn, you got Poe, you got Rose, I believe. Question mark. I, I don't know. I think so. I forgot to double check the cast list, but I'm pretty sure. Okay. You got BB 8, Chewie, Leia somehow. So we know they'll be using footage that uh, things oh, that were you're filmed. Missing, you're missing a couple of characters, man. Probably. Uh, Leia will be appearing by means of things they filmed for episode seven That's and true. eight that yes. they didn't use. Jeff, I don't know how that's going to work or if that's going to work. Are you are you sure about this Phasma thing? Okay, Phasma. I think she should totally come back. Oh, wait, before we get to Phasma, She's Jeff. the only running gag that oh, I yeah. like. yeah, yeah. She's no. the only running gag that you I do, like Jeff? in the whole Star Wars new trilogy. Jeff, I, I agree I with you. I love the fact that she dies and keeps going I back agree. to life. I agree. She's love the, uh, what's the South Park guy? Kenny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, yeah, she's yeah. totally she's Kenny. Kenny of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I agree with you, Jeff. I yeah. thought you didn't want her back. No, it's it's not that I I, I absolutely don't want Rose back. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started on that. I wish Paige would come back to life, but let's not get into that. Hey, hey, hey. Um. But but yeah, Phasma. Like, yeah. Her her. Oh, just, good. Jeff, her running her, joke. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. dude. Jeff, honestly though. If you watch her five minutes of The Last Jedi, yeah. she's pretty great. <laughs> Dude, she's got some good moves. If you only watch the footage from Force Awakens and Last Jedi of Phasma alone, yeah, that's a great movie. Do you have five minutes to spare? Because that's what you're going to need. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I know. No, I, but Jeff, I see, I disagree with you about okay. The Force Awakens. I, I think she's garbage. Again, no pun intended, in The Force Awakens. Yeah, but that's the point. Yeah, I know. It's true. That's part yeah. of the joke. But see, is that what they intended? Yeah. Like, it was the joke at the end when they trashed her. But that felt no. like one of those things where literally. J.J. Dude, J.J. They did. Literally. Oh, I know. Yeah. No, I meant it literally. Yeah, yeah. I think J.J. was literally on set and like, oh, hey, what if we do this? And they just did it. You yep. know? But, like, I don't think they knew how poorly she was playing. I don't know. Maybe they did. But... I mean, dude. But her- the, but in Last Jedi, they, ju- they just went with it. Yeah. Like, it, it's like, it's when you make a joke in Force Awakens and then yep. you lean in right. on The Last Jedi, yep. it's, it's, that's what I'm talking about. But her but her skills and her moves were such that actually the way she went out in The Last Jedi was a disappointment. Kind of the way Boba Fett slipping on a banana peel in Return of the Jedi yeah. was a disappointment because you're like, nah, I just saw some skills there, man. 
right? And now but you're they, just. But that's just, why you bring them back. I know. You're right. You bring okay. them back, right. and, and and here's the thing. You bring him back, and you do the exact same thing. I know. Look, look, you show her being, like, amazing, and then all of a sudden, whoop, okay, she's Jeff, done. Would you – okay, will you guarantee the appearance of a Sarlacc pit in Episode Nine, and that Phasma falls in it? No. Okay. But I will guarantee you. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to make a guarantee. You don't think that's J.J. Abrams' idea of humor? Because <laughs> I think it might be. It might be. But I, I will make the guarantee that Phasma will be in Episode Nine. Okay. And I make the guarantee. That, I want to match. That I want to match your guarantee. Has a comedic death. Uh, okay, comedic. In episode nine. Really comedic. Okay, that's good. That that implies a certain self awareness on J.J. Abrams' part and a willing to laugh at himself. Yeah. Also, Jeff, do you know where that character came from? Though that character was not going to be used. So. Oh, really? I don't want to. There's backstory on. I this? don't want to stir up anything here because I love Kathleen Kennedy, but that was all her. So she she actually came in and she saw some of the artwork, some of the concept art okay. that right. you can get now. Jeff, I don't know why we're trying to sell this book for them like they need our help. <laughs> yeah. But the art of Star Wars The Force Awakens is as good as the movie. So there's a reason to go buy it. But you can see the concept art of okay. Captain Phasma yeah. that was literally just, oh, how about a chrome stormtrooper? So then Kathleen Kennedy walks in one day and was just like, I like that. That needs to be in the movie. And they just put it in. And then JJ looked at his check and he saw her name on the bottom of it. And he was like, okay. And then oh, he put her- wow, wow. No way. That's how You're fast- telling me that's how Brienne of Tar- of Tarkin yeah. or whatever. Well, her and, playing and the role up- her playing the role is a different story. Okay, so Kathleen right, right. Kennedy said, we need the chrome trooper in the movie. Okay. Now, there's a suspicion. Did they know it was a woman? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. No. Do you know? Actually, they wanted, I believe, Matt Smith. It, oh, it was really? a male. It was an, an actor, a male actor okay. that they wanted to play that role initially. My suspicion has always been, and I think others share the suspicion, uh-huh. that we remember when they released that first photo of the cast, yep. and everybody's like, "That's still like eleven white dudes, oh, right, a white right, right, woman, right, right. Yeah. and one black woman." Yep. Did they even have the black woman at that time? I don't even know if they did. They might have only had John Boyega as the only black person at that point. So the black guy. There was some black there was some blacklash. There was some backlash to that initial <laughs> cast. By the way, Jeff, have you started watching Blackish yet? <laughs> no. Okay. I need to I clearly yeah. need to watch this. Yeah, show. I will not record another episode <laughs> all right, all right. until you do. Um so there was a suspicion that this was sort of a reaction to how white the cast was. Okay. White and male still at that point. Um, and, and, and not not just white male, white male in the basement. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, in mom's basement. Okay. In all fairness, Poe Dameron is Hispanic. Uh, Oscar Isaac. Is he? Huh? Yeah. I thought he was Jewish. He's Guatemalan. Good Jeff, to know. Can I just tell you, Jeffrey? Here's another thing we diverge on, but right. I love Poe. I love Poe. I well, like him. I'll, I'll put it this way: I like him more now than yeah. I did before. Okay. I don't like his performance in the Last Jedi. But I do like his character. I want to correct what I think you mean. Tell me if I'm wrong. Mm. I think you mean you don't like his, the way he was written in The Last Jedi. I don't like- Not his performance as an actor. No, no. I don't think that the skills he portrays are as good as the skills he portrayed in the previous movie. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And the skills that he portrays in the- uh, resistance no no star wars resistance star wars resistance right and that's my point is like we can't put this on oscar isaac yeah it's it's the fault of the writing right i agree um but he's a good actor jeff i i think phasma's back i'll guarantee that with you okay all day every day um speaking of which a movie i have more appreciation for now yes x-men apocalypse really yeah now how now how much did you have to drink (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to gain more appreciation for that movie because I saw it and I thought it was garbage. It does require two drinks, Brett. Okay. Strong but, one. strong ones. Yes. Two strong two two strong cocktails. There are two rules to remember if you want to have a good time. Rule number one, never run out of Colt 45. Rule number two, never forget rule number one. Now, Jeff, I sent you a link to some fan art on Twitter. Which almost made me cry. That, me too, Jeff. Almost. Jeff. Like, dude. <laughs> My heart was jumping through my chest like when I saw that. messed up on so many levels. So for our listeners, this was fan art of Chewie and Ray in the Millennium Falcon. 
Do you like how I, I say it like, this is deliberate, Jeff, somewhere between Falcon and Falcon? I try to do it that way so that nobody can pin me on either one. Right, gotcha. So they're on the Falcon and uh, the <laughs> Falcon. Falcon. And they're flying in Falcon. to Cloud City. Of all places. Everything is these beautiful orangey pink hues. Yeah. And they meet up with Lando on the platform. Hey, guys! And him and Chewie share an embrace. Jeff, that got me, man. Wow. It had never occurred to me. This is great because... Well, this is bad. who tells them first? Now, Jeff, the problem here is if they don't do that in episode nine, we're all going to be disappointed. But you know what? I don't care. It was such a beautiful thing. So uh, we'll have to we'll, – we'll, I think I did retweet it from the Skywalk. That was Twitter actually account. really good. It was beautiful, man. It never occurred to me. All of the speculation that we do, all the daydreaming we do when we're not even recording this podcast, and never did I even think, like, oh, they're going to actually find them back at Cloud City. Yeah. Why wouldn't he be back there? Oh, man. Yeah, and, and here's the thing is, you know, who's going to tell him first? And did they have a premonition of this? And that's why they did the outtake with Leia. Is Leia there? Ooh. Is oh. Leia the one that tells him? Oh, my goodness. Jeff, what? I didn't think of that either. Yeah, man. Oh, that would be beautiful. So much to dig into there. Do you think Nick Nolte's Ugnaught will be on Cloud City? Absolutely. I hope so. Uh, what else, Jeff? Right. Jeff, here's another thing. I've heard speculation go. about Snoke or Palpatine coming back. Oh, do you actually want to explain the comic? Um, oh. I feel like we didn't actually talk about what it was. We did. At, we did in the future, Jeff. Remember? Oh, that's right. Okay. So, people, after this episode, keep listening past the end of the episode, the seeming end point of this episode. And there will be a little post-credits conversation that Jeff and I had about the new Vader comic. And uh, exactly. Jeff told me all about it, and it's very interesting. There's a couple of big spoilers there. So if you're interested in that, hang on to the very, very, very end. Check it out. Um, I hope they don't bring back Snoke or Palpatine. I hope not either. Okay, agreed. Uh, Luke, I think we have the same opinion on that, Jeff, that he'll probably be the Blue Force Haze ghosts. uncle yeah. that's nagging or tormenting Kylo. Mm-hmm. I don't think tormenting is right because – well, I, I he feel went like to he's great gonna be, lengths not to damage his psyche anymore yeah, at the end of the last year. I don't Jedi. know. I think he's going to be kind of behind him. I feel like the lesson he's learned from Yoda yeah. is to be as annoying as possible. <laughs> he's going to be like, hey, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You know, it's, 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 it's going to be constant. He's going to play so many practical jokes on Kylo Ren. Oh, well, that to, would be to, good. To get him to understand, hey, man, you're taking yourself way too seriously. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, I see, I seriously think he'll be seriously trying to redeem him in some way. Yeah. Um, but I think he, I think he's the trying route, to win him over. The route he goes about doing it, another guarantee, Walkers. Oh, man. He's going to annoy the heck out of Kylo Ren. Jeff, I think we need a separate Twitter account. That's Jeff, just Jeff predictions. Just for, yeah, 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 just just for these, and you get tweets daily, daily, daily. Um, He's going. He, you thought Yoda was bad? Oh no! Yeah, Luke is going to take it to another level. Jeff, we touched on this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Finn and Rose. I think that that romance will continue. Let it die. It can go on, Jeff. But kill get, it if you have to. Get a room. No, no, no. Close there is no room. Close the door no, no. so that we just don't stop. have to see anything. Brett, just stop. All right? <laughs> I don't want to see. And like, we'll see ourselves out. I don't want to see them together, period. What if at the beginning of the movie they're just like, hey, guys, look, uh, it's been nice, but we're in love. We're going to head off and get married. We'll see you later. I just don't like it. Yeah, you know, Jeff, to get us out of this downer state that you yeah. just put us in, let's talk right. about R2. I think. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, it, it, I you know what? It's this, like Jeff, I'm kicking not saying, a droid when he's down. Wow. I'm not saying I want this to happen, but I think they're pulling the plug. Wow. I think they're pulling the plug on R2 permanently. <laughs> I think something's going to happen. Not cool, man. I think it's going to be. Listeners, look, whether, don't, don't even think that this is spo- a sponsored Skywalk opinion. All look, right? This is just Brett going off the rails. The good news is I'm, I think the movie's probably done filming or close to it. So if they didn't already do this, I don't think JJ's going to hear my idea and take me up on it. But I think there's a good chance 
they just put put R2 out to pasture. They send him to Dude. that moisture farm upstate, Dude. Jeff. <laughs> Not cool, man. But look at him, man. He's been like, he's like Gronk. Yeah, he was but he's once the only. magnificent and played a very oh. important role. And now he's slowing down. No. Half the time he's got a sweater on because See, he's cold. I'm still cold, That's Jeff. the problem. No. You know, you know who he's more like? Who? Troy Aikman. He goes from being a great quarterback to being a great broadcaster. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, just, he needs to, they need to push R2 to the broadcast booth. Jeff, if a droid should be plugged into the Falcon, it's R2. Maybe they That's do that. That's what I'm talking about. Maybe they do that. Right? Maybe they just put his head on the hollow chess board, and he is the hollow chess oh, board. See, now, now you just Jeff. That's like playing the computer. Man. It's like playing the computer sacrilege. in a video game. Come on, like his head is part oh, of the no. hollow chess. They don't that's all to, he does. They don't need to take him apart. Remember war games? He's the computer. Would You're you playing s- against the would computer. You stop trying to chuck R two out of the garbage. And then you bring here. Matthew Broderick in for episode ten. No, um, Jeff. On a serious note, though, the Knights of Ren. Jeff, will you guarantee that they appear in episode nine? Because I will. I'm guaranteeing. Really? The Knights of Ren will absolutely be in episode nine. Because mm. think about I it. I don't believe that. They were they were JJ's idea. Yeah. Ryan was like, meh. Although Ryan Johnson did say that the reason he left them out of The Last Jedi. He oh, had, he had a reason. He thought about including them. Oh, really? As the Praetorian Guard. But he knew he knew that the Praetorian Guard was going to get sliced and diced really quickly, and he thought that that would be a waste of using them. So he saved them, let's say, for J.J. Abrams. Mm. Or you could take that as, hey, J.J., yeah, yeah. this was your idea. Okay. What am I supposed to do with it? You take it in episode yeah, nine. I'm not going to throw everything it. in the crapper. Yeah. Here, I'm going to give you this one <laughs> little tidbit to keep for your little trilogy. Oh, Jeff, you're inciting our fan base. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, Whoops. <laughs> Jeff, I guarantee. Oh. I guarantee at least some of the Knights of Ren will be in this movie. Wow. Jeff, wow. Kylo and Rey, where do they land, Jeffrey? Mm. Where will they end up? All right. Now the guarantee. They end up being related. What? Yup. I'm making a guarantee. <laughs> Here it comes. Oh, no. Another guarantee, folks. They are so... But here's the thing. Throughout the entire trilogy so far, yeah. they've just been acting like brother and sister. No, Jeff. If you're acting like brother and sister in a Star Wars movie, you kiss. Exactly. <laughs> they haven't exactly. kissed. Exactly. And that's why it's not going to happen. No. Instead... That's why instead, we know they're not related. Instead, they're showing each other, you know, not fully, fully clothed. A whole new world. I mean, it's like, oh, <laughs> uh, dude... We're already sharing dreams. We already have a connection. They're sh- they're doing everything but. Okay, that that doesn't sound any good either. <laughs> All right, but the point that I'm making is that my guarantee is that somehow they end up being related at the end of this trilogy. Really? Yes. I did not see that coming from no. you, Jeffrey. Wow. I'm here to surprise Brett. <laughs> well, that you do, Jeffrey. I think he's going to take Ray on a magic carpet ride. And he's going to deliver all this. Oh, 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 that's bad. <laughs> no, it's not that's bad. bad. No, I mean, they're just going to like lift <laughs> oh, lines bad, from Aladdin. Dude. He's going to be like, I okay. can show you the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I can't think bad. of that. See, when you say it in Kylo voice, I you forget all the lyrics. I can show you the, the world. Wondrous something or other. Let the past die. Kill it <laughs> if you need to. <laughs> Wow, that was not good. All right, here's what I really think, Jeff. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I don't think JJ what? can resist the repetitive nature of redeeming the bad guy in a Star Wars film, so I think he's going to do that. But mm-hmm. he's been so bad. Oh, so we're done with the Kylo Ray we're, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I'm just talking about <laughs> Kylo now. All right, I'm talking just, about it's Kylo. It's all about Kylo. Um, he's going to try to redeem him, but he's done so many heinous things. And I think, Jeff, in the real world... I think J.J. runs the risk of, like, taking an abusive male figure. Like, you can't redeem that and then say everything's fine. We make up and you're okay now. Wait, you think he's abusive? Yeah, he's totally abusive. Really? Yeah, yeah. You know, people have written things online about how he manipulates Ray, how she thinks everything's fine. And then when he can't get her to do whatever the heck he wants, now it's time to fight. And, like, he can't accept, you know, the whole toxic masculinity thing. Yeah, but where that he... seems like more like the immature kid. Well, Jeff, he also murders people. 
So he he oh, is abusive. Yeah, I mean, okay. you know, all right, yeah, all right. yeah. So oh, he's definitely the immature kid. But murders played, but or, the extreme, or fights and kills. Murdered his dad in cold blood. Okay, now that that is true, Jeff. There are people who are just insistent that, like Gerard from the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics, mm. who is absolutely insistent on him being killed off, and that he shouldn't even be redeemed. Like I think he's going to die, wow, but I think they'll wow. try to do it with him doing something good. Kind of like, all right, I know I can't just have everybody forgive me and live a normal life outside mm-hmm. of a prison cell somewhere. So I'm going to die for the cause to do one good thing before I go out. So here's the problem. If yeah. Kylo Ren gets redeemed, then there is no – I just don't think there's balance. Right. You think? Yeah. So, here, so Jeff, how far will they play up that balance thing? Because I, I think that th- that is a central part of – the explanation of why the Jedi exists, right? So it, at least, th- at least to me, that's what Luke is kind of putting forward. Yeah, he's like, "Look, there's no balance." Yeah, and I don't want to be the reason that the tail that the scales tip. But th- so then he's he's like, "Fine, I'm just going to be in the middle." Right. Well, you can't be in the middle because then everything kind of goes haywire anyway. Right. So the whole point is, okay, if we're going to have Jedi, there's going to be Sith. Yeah. Then where you know where are the Sith? But see, because Jeff, to me, yeah, Kylo Ren is not Sith. Right. He, dude, he is not like he has not made it, Jeff, to being full on evil yet. Will he be in this movie? Guarantee. <laughs> so if do you feel that he's he, going to be like actually overtly classified as a Sith in this movie? That someone will refer to him that way, or he will refer to himself that way? I think it's here's here's my guarantee, bro. Yeah. If he's not, yeah, and I think he should be. But if he's not, something or someone will. Oh, a knight of Ren, perhaps, or somebody else. Who knows? I don't know. Um, see, the problem to me is right. the whole balance thing mm-hmm. has never been logical. It's like time travel in movies, right? Uh-huh. Because if you look back at the end of Return of the Jedi, yep. all of the evil people died. Ooh. So there was no, th- you know, according to their logic that yep. they've established, Jeff. Yep. There was not balance at that time. Mm-hmm. There were only there was a Jedi and Leia, right? Who's on the light side, even if she's not a Jedi per se. And there was no Sith. There was no dark, you know, nobody using the dark side of the Force at that point. So here's here's <clears throat> the from a I'm going to go about this a scientific way. Okay. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm just, I, I don't usually not a drop, science fictitious way. I don't usually drop this kind of knowledge on a podcast. <laughs> However. In this case, I will, I will do so. Go for it, Jeff. Right. It's the end when of the I'm year. thinking of balance, I'm not thinking of just an even scale. I'm thinking more of a pendulum, whereas oh. there's going to be momentum <gasps> Jeff. swinging from one side to the other. So in that scenario, Return of the Jedi, to me, makes sense because the pendulum was so much on the dark side that it swung to the good side. Wow, Jeff. So that's why at the end, the balance is created by having it swing to the good side, and that's why Luke Skywalker's there. But the point is Force Awakens, the whole new trilogy, it's supposed to swing back to the other side. So my thing is, if it's going to swing back to the other side, where is the the other counterbalance evil? To me, Kylo Ren doesn't fit that. Right. Snoke is gone. So what? W- there is a vacuum there. There is momentum to swing to that side. So maybe it is the Knights of Ren then, Jeffrey. That's all I'm saying. Jeff, that is really deep. This pendulum thing is the only thing that makes sense for balance in the force in this context to make any sense. Right. And that's why Episode Nine will be called Star Wars Episode Nine: The Balance, the balance of the Swinging restored. Pendulum of the <laughs> oh, Force. Snap. Oh, that's a bad. That is one of the worst titles i've ever heard jeff we should find out the but real it does title make sense very soon oh do yeah. you think so do you think we'll get it before january 30th yes the last jedi was announced before january 30th the year you know the, the january before it came out do you think here's definitely. my guarantee definitely jeff guaranteed my, here's my guarantee okay that we're going to get something new that's star wars related to episode nine from mary poppins 
I already saw it, and we did not. Oh! <laughs> that is the first time I got to kill a Jeff Guarantee <laughs> in real time. Before he left the process. <laughs> Jeff, do you want to s- just, just save that out. Do you want to save some episode nine hopes and dreams and predictions for a later episode? Yeah. I think we should. I think we can make a whole episode, Brett, just about hopes, dreams, and predictions. Yeah, and dear listeners, dear Move Milkers, <laughs> please give us your hopes, dreams, predictions for this movie we'll put out a call on social meteors as well to remind you to let us know what do you want to see what do you expect to see what would you love to see in star wars episode nine jeff recommendation got anything for this time into the spider-verse agreed into the spider love that movie since you took that one which i agree i would have used the same one very easy my backup was oh. a little throwbacky one okay hunt for the wilder people Ooh. Jeff, I don't think you've seen that movie. No, I have not. Uh, but it is uh, written and directed by Taika Waititi, who we talk about all the time. Waititi. Because he made Thor Ragnarok. Yep. And this movie, I, I just- It sounds interesting, but I'm not fully sold yet. Oh, Jeff, you have to see it. And you have to watch it more than once. Okay. And it, it's it's something that I've now seen three or four times, and I love it more this every time. This is a movie. It's a movie. It's, How long is it? It's funny. It's touching. It's heartwarming. It's it an, an hour, hour and, and 43 minutes, I want to say, having okay. just watched it. Now, the only problem is um, to watch it for free, the only platform that has it is Hulu with a subscription. Mm. Otherwise, you got to pay $2.99 everywhere except on iTunes okay, where they charge $3.99 for Ooh. some reason. Uh, so no. don't get it there. That's a no. Come on, you greedy people. Um, but Hunt for the Wilder People, it's not on Blu-ray or anything either because I would have bought it by now. Okay. Because it is – it's also it's, – it's a That's not that movie. movie that was based on the book, right? I don't think so. Okay. No, he wrote this. Okay. I listened to an interview with him recently. Jeff, now by the way, mm. Taika Waititi is a hilarious dude. Um, he appears in Hunt for the Wilder People and is really funny. It's okay. really brief. I found his appearance in Thor Ragnarok. You know he played the rock guy? That Thor meets oh, really? in that prison thingy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I found him a little bit annoying. I thought it was a little too much, and some of the jokes were duds to me okay. anyway. But in Hunt for the Wilder People, he has a very brief scene, and it's really funny. Now, the reason I mentioned that, Jeff, is because he's got this – he's uh, from New Zealand, mm-hmm. and he's got this really funny, quirky sense of humor. Okay. Now, we know, bringing this all full circle back to The Mandalorian, he's directing the season finale – of the Mandalorian, and I'm hoping there will be multiple seasons Ooh. of that show, Jeffrey. Okay, uh, but let's not put the cart before the horse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's directing the finale of that season of the Mandalorian, hmm. but now knowing as we do that at least one bounty hunter will be in that movie, is there any way Taika Waititi doesn't have scenes, at least a scene with Dengar? Ooh. Now, Dengar, I believe, has either an Australian or New Zealand or other. You know, Jeff, I'm a little bit ignorant about it. Could be British, Irish for all I know. Oh, crocky. Uh, and he's really in Star South Wars, Pacific? the Lego Freemaker Adventures. Yeah, yeah. Which is an amazingly funny show. Highly recommend that, too. Okay. Dengar is one of these. Uh, bumbling bounty hunters on that show. They they make fun of those guys a lot, uh-huh. including IG-88, uh, probably Forlom and Zuckus too. I don't remember. Okay. But Dengar is definitely a comedic buffoon on that show. So <laughs> guarantee uh, here it comes. from the Skywalk. Last Multiple one of the day. out of you today. Jeff, Brett. this is the plus-sized wow. episode 77. Let's just bring it all in. 77 being the year Star Wars came out. Ooh. Episode 77. My prediction. Okay. Dengar will appear in the in the in the Mandalorian. You see how I'm stuttering now? We've yeah, been doing yeah, this so long. Yeah, because that's how excited you but are. But not only that, I'm guaranteeing the episode. He will definitely be in Taika Waititi's episode. Really? No, yeah, yeah. I, I like All to right, think here's Jeff, my guarantee. That, that we're kindred spirits. Here's my guarantee. Yeah, go ahead. The Dengar will be comedic. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's a subtweet guarantee of my guarantee. It is. Okay, good. All right. I think so. Because, I mean, look at him, dude. He's like when somebody toilet papers the tree at Michigan or Alabama. What college is that? Um, you know he's at college? Ohio State, maybe? Ohio State, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, that's Dengar. That's him. Just, and here's, here's my thing. Yeah. I had So I had his character as, um, as a kid. Action figure? The action figure. Yep. Man. Same. <laughs> like, and it was just the funny. I thought he was the funniest looking one. Yeah. 
you know, because it's like, well, why does he have that scarf on? Like, what, what, what's the deal with that? Yeah. Like, why is that helping you as a bounty hunter? Because he's a 67-year-old guy. He's like at least second or third or fourth fiddle mm-hmm. just among the group of bounty hunters that we saw. <laughs> he can't even be top dog, man. <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, wait, he's did like, you already call so-and-so? I'm yep. behind Zuckus. <laughs> Okay. So I think we're agreed on right. our, our Dengar, agreed. the Dengar guarantee. Yes. It's like he only bounty hunts on the side. <laughs> I th- I feel like he's a bartender. Yeah. Like, mo- like that's his day job. Yeah. But then it's like, okay, I need some side money. Instead of doing Uber, I'm going to be a bounty hunter. Jeff, he's literally a bounty hunter. He took it to me and like, go find some rolls of bounty paper towels and, and wrap yourself wrap in yourself them. Wrap yourself in it. <laughs> So he's super absorbent. And then super glue some shrapnel to yourself. Ooh. He's very absorbent. But that's the problem, Jeff. If he ever falls into a lake, he's done. He's a sinker. <laughs> oh, crocky. This is Jeff. This is Brett. And we're just talking about Star Wars all the time on, on the, the Skywalk. Jeff, do you want to tell me about this Vader spoiler thing from the comics? I read an article recently. Mm -hmm. Sources say that the end of the Vader comic line has just uh, been published. Okay. And there's something revealed in that comic that affects the new trilogy. So again, this is major spoilerific. Major, major. Okay. Oh, wow. Wait. So this could influence episode nine? Yes. (gasps) Wait, what? Yeah, multiple things. Okay, hold on. Now let me ask you there's a question. Two, there's two big. There's two big announcements from that comic. Okay, question. Yes. Is one of them something about Darth Plagueis or no. Palpatine creating Anakin or something like that? Yes. Oh, okay. One, one of them. One of them definitely did, or is it just like heavily implied? Nope. One of them definitely <laughs> created the seed. Yes. <laughs> You want to run with this? That one's fertile, or the egg, or whatever happened there, became Anakin. Yes. Okay, I'm guessing it's Pelagius. No. It's Palpatine. Yes. What? They changed it. What? So the assumption- But wait, wait, wait. Was it ever set in stone before, though? Was it ever established that it was Pelagius? I think that was people's guess, right? In the novelization for the- um, for Return, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. It is actually said that Plagueis is the one. Really? Wait, the so comic, even the, wait, so even the novelization of a canonical Star Wars so film is no I mean. longer canon? Yes. That's crazy. Yes. Like how long till Revenge of the Sith isn't canon? I don't know, man. I'd be Look, fine all, with that. All I'm saying is, yeah. so what they pointed out yeah. is Vader... Does this trip through the afterlife. Yep. And as he's doing it, he's seeing scenes from his past. And one of those scenes is when he's when he is conceived. Nobody wants to see when they're Nobody conceived. Nobody wants to yeah. see it. <laughs> but when he's conceived uh, in Shmi Skywalker. Yep. He sees the uh he sees Plagueis. Plagueis. No, no, no. Plagueis. Palpatine. No, he sees Palpatine <gasps> behind her manipulating the force. <gasps> And I'm not going to go into it, but you, you understand what I'm saying. Is here. he doing like a Mr. Miyagi? Yes. Shh. Actually, it's more, like it's, belly more rub thing. it's more of a like a witch over the over the cauldron yeah, kind okay. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, he, he clearly it clearly says that he is the person who influenced wow. the midichlorians to form Anakin. Wow. So he got a bunch. He he took a bunch of midichlorians to a bar, got him drunk. And was like, go do this. Yep. Wow. And they said yes. Pub crawl, Jeff, as you learned about today. Yeah. I mean, you didn't learn about it. You I didn't learn about it, it, but it. What it meant, but, you know, not from <laughs> firsthand experience. You're right. Okay. <laughs> Wait. So, <laughs> so that's. Okay. We, so we just went off the train You said there were there. two things. That's, there's two things. So, so that's the first thing. So the wait, first wait, thing. So how do you feel about that? I wish they just kind of left it alone. Yeah. I, I don't know why they had to bring it up. They could have sowed seeds of doubt. No pun intended, really. <laughs> oh, man. They could have just oh, man. 
you know. We are coming with the puns. Jeff, that was my thing about eliminating legends. Don't yeah. officially eliminate it. Yeah, don't officially. Don't officially decanonize it. Wh- like, why was there even a need to do that? Just say it might not be. Now, here's the thing. It's still in the comics. Yeah. So, who really cares what's in the comic? Right. Like, I don't know if that should be considered canon. Well, if they the, do. The comics they should ever be considered canon. They do now. They do? I agree that maybe it shouldn't be. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Okay, so, so what's the number, what's the second one, Jeff? So I thought I don't know. I th- I still thought the first one was pretty big. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's huge. I, I don't particularly care where he came from, but that goes to your point of like, don't tell us. Yeah. Because I feel like because then you're then you're redoing the entire story. You're yeah. saying you're now you're telling me that Vader kills his father in order to save his son. Eh. True. That I mean, kind of like, makes him his dad. Yeah, it's yeah. everybody's. You know, all the, it's like da- daddy issues completely all the way through. Right. When what what was wrong with just making Palpatine straight up evil? Like, no, come on, yeah, like yeah. just leave it alone. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So anyway, number two. That's that was number one. Number two, which I find is also interesting. Yeah. Is Vader is quoted as saying that famous line that was mentioned by Kylo Ren. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. Does he really? Yes. Even with the part I said? Yes. Wow. I was half kidding. So Vader is quoted as saying that when he wants to get rid of his persona of Anakin and become Darth Vader. And And that actually happens in the comic in the last issue of Vader. And so, therefore, they are making a direct connection to Kylo Ren. Because Kylo Ren has never heard that. Right. So the only way he could have heard that and yeah. come up with that line yeah. is because he's actually talking to Vader. So when he told the mask, show me the darkness again, and then they cut, that's what we would have heard from the, the mask. The mask is actually talking to <gasps> Let friend. the past die. Wow. All right. So something that they might try to keep under wraps. Yep. But, we, but something we could look for. Huh. This this is a tidbit. This is this is going to be the confirmation. Uh, Jeff's not making a guarantee right now. No man. He's just asking. This is listeners. a softer, gentler Jeff. Yes, L- listeners. I'm just asking. Put on your detective cap. Yeah. Be Sherlock Holmes for a moment, mm-hmm. and look for if you see Earl, James Earl Jones oh. in the casting. Yeah. If he's there, confirmation. Mm, he's not there now. But will he be? But will he be? And will they keep it under wraps? They've been keeping stuff will, under wraps more and more with these movies. Jeff. Will that be? All I'm saying is, Brett, will that be the surprise? Yeah. That J.J. Abrams is keeping under wraps. Oh well, of this movie, one of many, no doubt, Jeffrey. Well, I think that's a big one. Yeah. Like, I mean, bringing bringing Vader into the movie—that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. This makes me very uneasy. Yes, it does. <laughs> That's the, it's supposed to give you that queasy feeling. Uh, yeah, but I don't know if it's a good queasy. Exactly. Yeah. You don't know. Oh, we'll see. Look, let the past die, my friend. Kill it if you have to. 